So let's get into our meditative posture. Make sure that your posture is both comfortable and that there is a stability and firmness to the posture. That is, once you set the posture, there's no need for you to consciously hold any part of the posture in place. And where you leave it, there's comfort and there's the stability. So you cross your legs in such a way that you feel both comfortable and feel stability. You're not consciously holding the legs in that place, in that position. And you place your hands in a way that is also both comfortable and stable. Either put the palms face, facing up, one on top of the other, or place them on your laps, your knees. Make sure your elbows are not too far nor too close to your body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. Your back naturally straight. And again, you're not consciously holding, making them straight. Center your head and neck. So you're not holding your head and neck from falling forwards or to the sides or back. Resting in their natural places. The jaws are not too loose. Teeth are not clenched. Tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth, not pressing. Already start to feel the sense of ease in the posture. And witness how this sense of ease is deepening. And make your eyes conducive to meditation. Also, you may have to pay attention to the muscles of the face and deliberately relax them. And even now, know the reason why you want to meditate. And have it into a have it become in, into a strong determination. And bring your attention to your breath. You have no intention to control the breath, no intention to force the mind to focus on the breath. We're not even interested in chasing away distractions. Your only concern is awareness of the breath and whatever degree of awareness you have of the breath that is sufficient. And as you continue to observe the breath in this way, staying aware of the breath, have a part of your mind 
And one last time, check the posture to make sure that it is comfortable, it is firm and stable and conducive to meditation. And if you need to make adjustments to achieve that, those results of comfort and stability, then make the adjustments while staying aware of the breath. Having made the necessary adjustments and you feel a sense of confidence in the posture, then bring your awareness just to the breath as before and you're not concerned or worried about how whether or not there are distractions. Your only concern is are you aware of the breath and whatever degree of awareness you have of the breath that is all that you're concerned with and that is sufficient as you exhale be aware that you are exhaling let the awareness occur simultaneously with the exhalation let the awareness of inhalation occur simultaneous with the inhalation And when you change back to exhalation again, be aware. In this way, keep your awareness unbroken in a continuity following 21 cycles of breath. If the continuity of awareness is broken, gently bring your awareness back to the breath and start from one.
be aware of the degree of the tranquil state you find yourself how the sense of ease that was in the posture is now experienced in the breath and also in the mind and now this sense of ease is tending towards more profound deeper levels and let your intention follow that tendency while in that state recall your motivation the reason why you want to meditate what is it that you're going to meditate on why are you going to meditate on it and what is the ultimate goal it will help you achieve bring your attention to the space in front of you about a prostration's distance at the level of your eyebrows while you're focusing in that space invoke the presence of your teacher your guide the infallible guarantee the perfect protection the guarantee that you will achieve your goal and find within your mind whatever measure of conviction that such a presence is right in front of you appearing before you in a form made entirely of light a form taken specifically to inspire you and to guide you. Entrust yourself, take refuge, accept the protection, the guidance, in short, accept the guarantee
Now show your reverence in your mind prostrate. Still while holding on to that measure of conviction. The guarantee, the perfect protection, the infallible guidance to your goal is right before you in that bright form. And now show your gratitude, make offerings. Since the perfect guidance, the guarantees right before you, what is obstructing you from achieving your goal? Thinking this, thinking this way, take personal responsibility for the presence of the obstructions that you're experiencing. Regretting any activity you may have done contributed to the existence in your life presently. After a strong regret for the for your contribution generated from wrong understandings. And you are somewhat powerless not to act on their their influence. So you seek the influence of the three jewels, the infallible guidance, the perfect protection, the guarantee of success. So take refuge.
According to your capacity, make a promise to restrain. Think of a specific period of time. And think of something to do to make up. Something that is visible and yet has a degree of difficulty. and help refine and, and energize your mind through rejoicing. Think of those who have invested energy in the goal that you're seeking, those who have made progress, those who have achieved the goal you seek, and rejoice for them. Take great joy and also rejoice in your own efforts that you've invested and the progress that you've made. with love turn your mind to the teacher and all enlightened beings and beg them to please show beings directly how to truly end their pain how to truly find happiness beg them to stay with a strong sense of determination review the meditation that you're about to do review the preliminaries you've just done and dedicate their merit to help you succeed in your meditation
holding on to that determination now bring the teacher to the crown of your head again continue to think of the meditation you're about to do seeking protection from the obstacles that are within you seeking the power to succeed the strength the knowledge realization and thereby removing all obstacles and filling you with all realizations that you seek everything that will help you succeed While you're asking for the blessings, have your mindfulness be open so you can have a, some degree of awareness of a sense of being blessed, some degree of conviction that it is actually happening. And when that degree or that sense of conviction is somewhat stable and palpable, then aspire to become inseparable with the teacher. Thinking that the very embodiment of what you aspire, aspire to achieve is right above your head. And if you could become inseparable with the teacher, you can have all those qualities in an instant. holding on to that measure of conviction strongly aspiring to become inseparable with the teacher with your mind at your heart center
and for whatever split second you've lost all previous identity feeling that measure of oneness with the teacher hold on to it until it naturally fades attention back to the breath staying aware of the breath gently bring your attention your awareness back to the body can open your eyes, stretch your legs if you want to feel more comfortable. And welcome everyone. Um, I feel the need to explain a little bit further uh, the meditation on uh, Chiktanjal translates as one or many, same or different. So, all either one of those uh, uh, yeah, translations have their own degree of validity, because they all sort of like uh, describe aspects of the meditation. But you, 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 if you want the meditation to have any sense of uh, that you're actually doing something before you even start the, ana the analysis, call one or many, similar or different you must have a, a visceral, an, uh, an actual gut feeling of the self. And once, once you have a stable gut feeling of what you identify as the self, you know, that, that you identify it, that you, that that you identify with, you ha you, it must become very vivid in, 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 in the surface of your mind. And you do the analysis in, ref in holding that in your mind. And the, and the analysis called one or many is saying, okay, this sense of self that I have, this sense of separateness, this sense of, of me-ness, it's either, it's either one or it's different. 
with one of the uh, with any of those things that makes you say me. Okay, it is because of this what, what you call the sphere of the the uh, of of uh, of the body of what you call the body that makes you sometimes say me. It is because of the those things that the sphere of what it, uh, all those things that that are in the, that's called uh, mind. That's why you sometimes also say, say me. So, it, the, that sense of me that you have, that sense of meanness, is either one of those, or is different from. It's either one with one of these, or is different from one of these. It, that is, it is either the body itself, or it's something that is separate from the body. It is either the mind itself, or something that is separate from 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 the mind. And the many part. Uh, uh, the translation that, that 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 is the part of that meditation that is translated as many, because because when you look at the mind, when you look at the body, it's not just one thing. It's it's a con- uh, conglomeration, conglomeration. It's a conglomeration of 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 parts. And then you go into the meditation further into okay, is it is it one with w- is it is it the same identical? Is it one of these parts? That that make up the body, or is it the many of the or, or that is that is it all the parts coming together? That that is this sense of self, okay? And you analyze it with the body, and you analyze it uh, use this analysis with the mind. Uh, when you're doing the uh, analysis with the body or with the mind, you must do it in a, don't do it in a preconceived uh, don't do it with any prejudice. Thinking, you know, because you've you 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 had some sort of a, you know, spiritual uh, training. Oh, it's definitely not the body, and you're seeking to prove it. That it's not the body. You don't you don't begin the meditation that way. The sense of self you want to establish definitely. Uh, you want to establish with uh, strong conviction that it is either one with the body, or one with the, a one of the parts of the body, or it is separate from the body or separate from the, the, the parts of the body and you must establish this conclusively and once you've established this conclusively then there must be a, also a visceral uh, a, a gut feeling that comes along with that conviction okay? it mustn't be just some intellectual vague thing it must be an, uh, a strong conviction, conviction and you do the same thing also with the mind and and you also see that the mind also has parts. There's uh, there's the part. Uh, there's the is it one with is it is it that very thing itself or something different from it? Because other than those two possibilities, there are no other possibilities. Okay, it's either one, it's either that thing, or it's, it's not that thing. Okay, and you try to establish that because there's no other possibilities. Okay, and you want to arrive at a definite, strong conviction. Or conclusion, okay. uh, and to uh, there's a there's a quotation from the, one of the sutras where the Buddha is sort of guiding w- w- this meditation in the, uh, what you might call the earlier school or the earlier sutra, sut, uh, sutras, where the Buddha says the sense of self naturally is uh, doesn't want to suffer. It naturally wants to, doesn't want to suffer. It wants to avoid suffering. Okay. 
it doesn't want that. And then you can then you can use that as well. Does the mind suffer? Does the body suffer? If the since the uh, the the analysis goes since the body suffers, the body cannot be the self. And do you understand this reasoning? It's the very nature of the self not to want to suffer. So if it was the body itself, and the body does experience suffering, how is it that the body, which doesn't want to suffer, experiences suffering? It's like saying, I am... Um, it's like saying, I am water... And I, don't want, and, I, and I don't want to experience uh, uh, fire. I don't want to experience heat. And then yet you experience heat. Can, can, can water experience uh, no, burning? Like, uh, can water burn? I'm not, please don't use that boiling water thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, can you put a piece of paper in water and then burn, can it burn it? Okay. Can it set it on fire? So, if it is... Uh, it, it's, it's like uh, or say if it's like water it's like fire or water wanting something that it experiences okay or, or not wanting but not wanting something that it experiences wanting something that is not its nature <coughs> if uh, if the self uh, actively doesn't want to suffer and if that self that doesn't want to suffer if it is the body itself and yet the body experiences suffering how can the body not want itself it's like I don't know uh, does that make sense <laughs> sometimes it, it seems to make sense when you think about it sometimes it doesn't seem to make sense but you know, keep working with it and, and, and see. No, it identical. It is it. Remember, it is it. It is that and nothing but that. That's what the self. That's what the, that's what that's what the sense of self is. If it is the body, and nothing but the body, okay. fire wanting to uh, you know want to put out fire. Fire wanting to behave like water. Can fire want to behave like water? Can the self, if it is the body, want something that it is experiencing? I mean, can, can it not want, I keep saying it want, can it not want something that it is experiencing, it's naturally experiencing? That's why the Buddha said, since the self naturally doesn't want to experience suffering, it cannot be the body. It cannot be something that experiences suffering. Because if it was that thing that it naturally experiences something, what that naturally experiences suffering, and it doesn't want to suffer, it's like the self not wanting to be itself. Okay? All right, we have to play with that. So that's one, one, uh, one way that the Buddha ex- uh, goes to help us with the analysis of is it one with or is it separate from? Now there's another one where the, uh, the the beautiful thing about the, when the Buddha is giving the explanation in the sutras about what what he means by uh, selflessness, what he means by finding the true self, and 
and that sense of self, how is it that it is mistaken? It doesn't, it, Buddha doesn't uh, lead you to a point where it, uh, where you say, oh, yeah, I see it. Okay? Uh, it leaves, Buddha leaves you in a place where it, it's sort of like a, it, it goes through an analysis. You say, oh, it's definitely not a body. Intellectually, you see that. And then it goes through, and then as soon as it goes into, as the Buddha is letting, letting you from not identifying that self with being the body, it seems to be going to where leading you to say, oh yeah, it must be the mind. And the Buddha does the same thing with the mind. And then, and you say, oh, it's not the mind. Then you're naturally going to say, oh, it is something separate from the body and the mind. It is some, something else. And this is where uh, you could say, Many traditions, they, they, they get to that point and they see that it's not the body, it's not the mind, then naturally you say, oh, it must be something else because you experience your sense of self and it must be, if it's not one of those things, it must be something else. And the Buddha goes to say, if it is something else, how is it that interacts so perfectly with the body? How is it that interacts so perfectly with the mind? that it believes itself to be the body sometimes, it believes itself to be the mind sometimes. Can fire have an inkling of saying, oh, I'm actually water? Because it's feeling itself to be water. But the, the, but the sense of self does that sometimes. Even though it might identify with the body perfectly, sometimes it, identify with, it identifies again with something that is completely non-corporeal. Okay? So, if it is really something not the body, not the mind, how is it that that sense of self perfectly identifies with, with the body, perfectly identifies w- with the mind sometimes, either one of those? And when they come together, and then as a result, there's the self. And that seems to be more concrete, that seems to be the final, the final analysis. Then the Buddha go, goes and says, wait a minute, if there's not one piece of the body that is the self, and not one piece of the mind that is the self, how can those two things come together and they equal something that is not any piece of them? It's like you, you put water and you put, I don't know, put sugar, and then you mix them together and you get something that is not, nothing to do with water, nothing to do with, with sugar. How is that possible? Then you're left with what? <laughs> You're left with like this, okay? You've you've gone through all the possibilities of what this self, this very visceral sense of self that you found, you you think you found in the first part of the meditation, and when you're looking for it, in all the possibilities where it could be, you end up where you end up what? You end up empty, <laughs> okay? So this empty is not. Nothing, because you definitely have, you know, there's a body, there's a mind that cognizes, that remembers. So it's not nothing, but it's not anything that, 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 you, that you can, that you experience, that you can point to. Okay. And it is when, it, this point of uh, empty, when you arrive at it, and you must arrive at it, not, you know, not hurriedly. You know, because you read in the sutras, you pursue about empty, and you rush through the meditation, oh, empty, and then you, you try to go on uh, with, with your business. Okay? 
you're supposed to arrive at it after conclusively uh, uh, arriving at it is not the body it is not the mind it is not something other than the body it is not something other than the mind it is not something which is not other than the mind it is not something which is something which is other than the, the body and you're left with uh not uh like you know a stupid kind of uh like you started from before but uh, oh it is empty I'm, I'm, uh, I've arrived at MT. Okay, so this sense of separateness, this sense of of uh, this this because the sense of self, the sense of self that you're holding onto, you're holding on onto it with with a mind that misunderstands, with a mind that naturally misunderstands. Okay, no, it's like uh, they say when you know if you have a uh, what's that the jaundice is that it. Well, some disease where your eyes, where you see there's a yellow, yellowness to, to vision. Okay? So, this yellowness, you are seeing it, but the thing itself, the thing that, 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 uh, that your vision is picking up is not yellow, but you are seeing yellow. And the reason that you're seeing the yellow is because there's something wrong with the eye. So, the mind which is apprehending the self already has a disease of misapprehending. So when you're thinking of self, what you, what you are seeing is a misapprehended self to you. You don't, what you see, the, what do you see? You see absence of yellow. You don't see yellow presented itself in, like blue or something else. You see, the, you directly perceive that there is no yellow. So when you do this meditation on self, which is being apprehended, being, being uh, apprehended by ignorance, you see, you directly perceive its absence. You directly perceive that existence, there's nowhere in existence where you can find this. Existence is empty of it. Okay? Reality is empty of it. And when you're in direct perception of that, it's like uh, you hold a... a uh, a bowl of fruit. Uh, I don't know what, where I'm getting this from. <laughs> you have a bowl of fruits, and then and you lost, you misplace your keys, and you think it's in that in that bowl. So do you take the do you take the first fruit? You know, an apple, a mango. <laughs> do you say and you try to say, is this the key? Is this the key? Try and this this um, this is analogous to not having a prior visceral understanding or gut feeling of, of, of what the self should be or would be. When you're just looking at the mango or the... Or the I don't know what other fruit exists. Trying to figure out, is this the key? Is this the key? Is this the key? But if you have a vivid image of what the key should look like, as soon as you go through the, the mango, say the first mango, that's not the key. The second mango, that's not the key. <laughs> Until you, you arrive at the bottom of the, of the bowl and you don't see the key, then you are directly perceiving something. You're directly perceiving the absence of the key. And you're not attached to the key being in the bowl anymore. 
you are free of thinking that the, the key might be in the ball. Okay. So that's, once you arrive at this, uh, well, not, uh, should have a better, uh, when you have a, uh, <laughs> and you see that the self that is being misapprehended, and you see that you, you examine all where the places where it should have been, and you end up, come up empty, you should have that feeling of the freedom from being attached to it being in existence. That existence somewhere holds it. Okay. Uh, and when you uh, follow the meditation that the Buddha uh, leads you to, when you go, to, when you get to the earth, it's don't you shouldn't arrive at oh that's what the self is. You're not doing meditation on emptiness. Okay. Because it is. If you, if you arrive at, oh, that's what the self is, guess who's holding that self? The mind that misapprehends. The ignorant mind. Okay. And, and that's why uh, it is said that take that experience and, and, and give it to you. you have to, the, the only way to, to experience it is through direct, through, through, uh, through direct experience. There's no other way to get to that know, knowing. It is the nature of that knowing. Okay. <coughs> so, uh, so we will go through that uh, meditation again. Remember, the one and many is, you know, it is identical, it is that very thing itself, or it's something different from that. And try to establish that. Is it, is it that thing? Like, for example, uh, with the body. Okay. Is the self something with one with the body, that it is the body itself, or something separate from the body? And, and, and before you even, remember, before you even do that, you must have a palpable sense of the self. Okay? That, you, that is, you must know what the key looks like before you, start, you know, go into the mangoes and trying to find out where's the key. Okay? <laughs> so, as you do that, then you say, okay, that sense of self, is it, is it the body? then, well, the body is something that is made of different parts. Is it, is it one with one of those parts? Or is it all those parts to put together? Okay. Then you go through that analysis. Is it, the, is, it the, is it the arm? Which arm is it? Well, if, uh, I've seen people who don't have a right arm or a left arm, but they still have a sense of self. So it cannot be the arm. And, and when you arrive at it, it cannot be the arm. It must be a a strong conviction. And after you've gone through the strong conviction, it is not the body, then the mind says, oh, it's over there. Then you go over there to look for it. Wherever the mind points to it and says it's over there, go over there and keep looking for it. And you must, and then you, and then you naturally, until you naturally arrive at, oh, okay. Alright. Alright, so, let's uh, begin. So the, the you you must come up with the, the that sense of power that the paradox that the Buddha brings us to. If it is different, then how how is that? How does it interact 
what other substance is there other than the mind and the body that you've experienced? Have you experienced something other than body and mind that you say self? And what, what is that? Okay. And that's, that's when the, the mind is holding on to it, something different. And when you've established, oh, it is something different, then you try to get to the paradox. Okay. It's like the body is not necessary or the body is necessary. Wait a minute. How can it be necessary and not necessary? Right? Something like that. And get to the uh. <laughs> All right. Let's give. So put your body away. <laughs> Shoulders, back, head and neck. observing five cycles of breath holding on to the determination of what you're going to do in the meditation and bring your thinking back to your heart center in whatever way that is understood then begin the meditation by first finding the sense of self and then looking for it and let it be visceral let it be gut feeling something palpable not just some abstract.
be mindful of the degree of tranquility that you are experiencing and have a deliberate intention to stay in that experience of tranquility and while in that let your heart again embrace all beings seeing their suffering, their various pains have a strong wish that they be free of these pains, of these conditions and let that wishing be so strong it's as if your wishing itself is willing it to happen and also look at their lackness what they are lacking to be happy and strongly wish that they come to true happiness and again do it so strongly that your wishing is as if you were willing it to happen Still holding on to this degree of tranquility. Now dedicate the merit of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Bring your awareness to your breath. while staying aware of the breath become aware of the body again starting with the top of the head moving towards the toes Thank you very much. See you next. We uh, will have a brief second half. <laughs> so those of you who 
want to stay for this we can stay for the second half and want and will want to stay okay and those of you who cannot stay <laughs> you may want to stay but you cannot stay <laughs> i'll see you next week